Hi there! You're tuning in to Kentucky Wesleyan's Campus Ministries. We are here to serve, love, and relate with you. Tuning in to the good news of Jesus. News that will encourage you, bless you, and carry you throughout the week. I hope you found uh, a chapel handout at your spot. And uh, I hope that you can uh, read how small it is because uh, right now I can't. And uh, I am very thankful for the opportunity and the privilege to be able to, to be here with you all in worship. Uh, one of the things that I feel like God needs me to say is if you are here, if you are listening or you are watching and you don't, if you don't know the goodness of God, if you've not known God as Father, if you've not known God as friend, if you've not experienced living in the goodness of God, I just want you to know and to the best of your ability understand that God is constantly running after you. And if there comes a point where you say, I don't want to run from God anymore, or I feel like I want to know more about this God as, as Father and as friend and as Savior and as Lord, then I would love to have an opportunity to talk with you and to pray with you about that. Recently, several weeks ago, there was a young man who, who did that, who asked Jesus to come into his heart and life, profess a belief in Jesus Christ. And, and I praise God for that, but I also praise God for the opportunity to be able to tell him what, uh, what it means to be a Christian and what it doesn't mean to be a Christian. And uh, so, you know, so far this semester, we have talked about all of these all of these topics or all these aspects of the Christian faith and and trying to define them biblically you know we've we've defined unity and diversity and worship in the last few uh, chapels we've we've been talking about uh, the the gospel and and who the gospel is in Jesus Christ Zach walked us through two parts of who Jesus Christ is and defining that. And today we're going to look at defining what it means to be like Jesus Christ. How do the Holy Spirits how does the Holy Scriptures define what it looks like to be a Christian? So I hope you have uh, your, your thumbs ready or your fingers ready or your pencil, your pen, something ready uh, because we got a lot to cover in just a short period of time. Uh, so I, I just want to start by saying, so we, we live in a time now where theologians and historians tell us that we are living in what is referred to a post-Christian culture or season in, uh, in life. The research data indicates that, and I want you to, to hear these numbers, over the last 15 plus years, those in the United States that identified as Christian were about 80 plus percent, a little over 80 percent of our population identified as Christian. Over the last 15 years, 
there has been over a 10% drop in those who claim and identify as Christians. As staggering as those numbers are when you think about our nation and what we are supposed to be, that is scary. That in just that short a period of time, that we can, we can decline so much. But here's what I want to talk about today, and here's where my heart is, where my faith and my struggle lies, is there is still supposedly 70%, and I'm not good with numbers. Some of you are math majors, statisticians, accountants, economists, all of those things. I'm not good with numbers. I'm an artist. I can draw them better than most of you but I can't put them together and get a right answer for, for anything. So I do understand this, 70 is a lot. And when you're talking percentages, 70 is majority. So the majority of the people that we live and interact and share air with, not so much right now, but are claim and identify as Christians? If so, here's where my heart struggles. Why do we have so many problems? Why is there so much chaos and confusion? Why is there so much hatred? Why do we see so little love and sacrifice? Why is that? I think it has to do a lot with how we define what it means to be Christian now. I feel part of the answer can be found by taking a look at how the Scriptures define and tell us what a Christian really looks like. So, on your handout, I think you have the common dictionary kind of definition of what it is. And we know that most people know that being Christian or what looks like Christian relates to professing Christianity or its teaching, having or showing qualities associated with Christians, especially those of, and I like the ones that used in a secular definition, decency, kindness, and fairness. Now the biblical definition we find the word Christian used three different times in Scripture. And we find that in Acts 11.26, in Acts 26.28, and in 1 Peter 4.16, each time that the word Christian is used, it's the same Greek word, And that Christian, that definition for Christ, that word, the root of it, is defined as Messiah or anointed one, referring to Jesus Christ. Biblically, the word Christian is defined as someone who is a follower of Jesus Christ. My heart continues to grieve over the devastating fact that many people who claim to be Christian are not living out the characteristics and the lifestyles that demonstrate or provide proof to others who are non-Christians that they follow Christ. My heart hurts when those who take on the name of Jesus and carry the banner of Christ don't talk or walk like Christ. 
My heart cries out when I continually, continually fail to look like Jesus in front of others. Now, I'm not expecting us, and I'm not saying we are perfect. We are not perfect. And that's why Jesus had to die. But once we become a Christian, we are supposed to bury the old self. And we are supposed to live in the power and in the fruits of the Spirit. And I struggle when students or faculty or staff or people in the community or people who, who I meet just doing life say, I just, don't, I just don't see the teachings of Jesus Christ being lived out by those who claim to follow Him. So during this next few minutes, what we want to do is take a look at those characteristics that we should be seeing lived out in front of us for all the world to see and witness. For those of us who call ourselves Christians, we need to really get serious about our lives, our lives and how we look and how we are playing a part in defining what Christian means. So I'm not going to read this, but Acts 11, 20 through 26, it's on your chapel handout. It provides biblical truth regarding some of the characteristics and lifestyles that defined a Christian. So I'm going to let you read that at another time, but just for sake of time, I'm going, I'm going to just kind of paint a broad overview of what that passage of Scripture says. We find in these, in, in these verses some of what we are supposed to be if I were to say a Christian is someone who, this is what the Bible says a Christian is. A Christian is someone who, and in Acts 11.24, it says, exhibits a changed life. Once I accept Jesus Christ into my life, I should begin to change in front of your eyes. One of the things that identifies a Christian is a changed life. I once was this, but I'm no longer that. I used to walk and talk and do these things, and now I am working on eliminating that and walking and talking and living and breathing a different way than I did before. A Christian is someone who walks in faith, Acts 11:24. I find a lot of people who are walking around with no hope or no faith in anything. And as a Christian, like I live completely opposite. I have a tremendous amount of faith in the God that I serve and in the God I worship. And I trust Him with everything that I am. And if you don't believe me in that, let's, let's talk because I'd love to share about how even in my unbelief, I've stepped out in faith and said, this, this I can depend on. God is always faithful. And you can hope in Jesus Christ. A Christian is someone who shares the gospel. What is the gospel? Man, we've talked about that before in chapel. And it's as simple as John 3.16, as concise as John 3.16, and it's also as deep as you possibly want to go because it starts in Genesis, and it ends in Revelation. And if you want to dig into that and talk about that some more, I'd love to do that as well. 
But Jesus loved you so much that He died for you. He died for me. A Christian is someone who is willing to teach others how to live like Christ. Once you have Jesus, you can't help but share Jesus. Once you've truly experienced the hope and the peace and the forgiveness and the mercy and the grace that comes from Jesus Christ, you can't help but go share it. And if you are struggling to do that, then you need to talk to God. Because the passion and the, as the Scripture says, the zeal that comes from a relationship with God, that should not burn out. I had a pastor tell me one time, he said, little man, if you burn out, then you were flaming out because you were doing it in your own power. You don't burn out when you are fueled by the Holy Spirit because that is all power and all strength and all you will ever need to keep going. It is really quiet in here. I am going to read Romans 12, 9 through 21, and then we're going to touch on a few things. I'm going to go really fast, okay? Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in the Spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peacefully with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves Believe it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, for by doing so you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of God for us, and it teaches us the marks of what a true Christian needs to be defined by. And you're like, man, there's a lot of words in there I don't quite understand. So I'm going to run down through here very quickly, and then I'm going to close with a story, okay? Let me put it this way, and I'll start with verse 9 and just go through them. Do you genuinely love others? Verse 9. Do you hate evil? And these are questions for us. If you are a Christian, these are things that we need to ask ourselves. Do I hate evil? Verse 9, are you holding on to all that is good from the Lord? Verse 9, do you love others with a brotherly affection? That's verse 10. Some of you say, man, you don't know my brother. Or you don't know my sister. No, I don't. Some families don't love the same way other families do. But let me tell you what God's family does. 
those in Christ, we have been adopted into God's family. So we are God's children. So we are brothers and sisters in Christ. So if we call ourselves Christian, let me tell you, you need to be loving your brother very well. You need to be loving your sister very well. And I'm just telling you, I can do a better job of loving my brothers and sisters. I don't know about you, but I can. We don't always have to get along, but we always got to love each other. As a coach, and I've been coaching for over 20 years, high school sports, and I tell every player that's ever been a part of me, man, you don't have to like him or her, but you got to love him or her. Are you respectful? Do you show honor to others? Verse 10, we're told to outdo one another in showing respect and honor to each other. Man, we just totally disrespect other people. We have to be better. Are you passionate about serving the Lord? Don't allow yourself to get burned out. Verse 11, Paul is urging us here to be energetic and passionate in our attempts to honor and to respect and to serve each other. Are you on fire for the Lord? Are you being fueled by the Holy Spirit? Or are you being fueled by the world? Verse 11. Are you hopeful? Verse 12. Are you patient? Verse 12. We need to persevere in prayer. Do you find yourself not praying in hard times? Verse 12. I hope that I'm hitting on what we need to hear if we call ourselves Christians. Verse 13, are you attempting to meet the needs of those brothers and sisters around you if you are able? Verse 13, are you finding creative ways to show kindness and hospitality to people you don't know or even strangers that are in need? Verse 14, are you praying for those who persecute you? Let me say that again. Are you praying for those who persecute you or are you cursing them? Verse 15, rejoice with those who rejoice. This may be one of the biggest ones I see right now. If somebody else is happy, then I'm sad because they're happy and I'm not. Or if somebody else is hurting, then I'm just thankful I'm not them. We are supposed to rejoice with those who rejoice. And we're supposed to weep with those who weep. Sorry, can't see now. We're supposed to live, verse 16, in harmony with one another. Are you a person of peace? Are you constantly stirring up conflict and beef with other people and between other people? Verse 16, don't be stuck up. That's what it was called back in the day when I was, I was younger. Man, that, that dude is stuck up. Are you prideful? Are you making friends with people who don't look like you but need a good friend? Verse 16. Verse 16 again, do you think you're better than other people? Verse 17, are you looking for the good, the beautiful, the gifts, and the talents of others? Verse 17, are you prepaying evil with evil? Verse 18, are you making every effort to live peacefully with others, even those you don't like? Verse 19, are you fighting your own battles your own way, or are you letting God fight your own battles for you? Verse 20, feed your enemy or give him a drink of water. Your generosity will surprise him with the goodness 
and the mercy of God. Verse 21, overcome evil actions with good deeds. I have a story for you. It's one of my favorites that I've ever heard, and then we're going to shut this down. Dr. Tony Campolo, it's, it's his story, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it because it's blessed my heart so many times. Joe was a drunk, miraculously converted in a street outreach mission. Before his conversion, he gained a reputation as a dirty wino, a dirty drunk, and there was no hope for him. But following his conversion to Christ, everything changed. Joe became the most caring person at the mission. He spent all of his days there doing whatever needed to be done. There was never anything he was asked to do that he considered beneath him whether it was cleaning up vomit left by some alcoholic or scrubbing toilets after men had left them filthy, Joe did it with a heart of gratitude. He could be counted on to feed any person who wandered in off the street. He could undress and tuck them into bed when that person was too out of it to take care of themselves. One evening, after the mission director delivered his evangelistic message to the usual crowd of sullen men who dropped their heads, one of them looked up, came down to the altar, kneeled to pray, and crying out to God, he asked for help to change. The repentant drunk kept shouting, Oh God, Make me like Joe. Make me like Joe. Make me like Joe. The mission director leaned over and said, Son, wouldn't it be better if you prayed, Make me like Jesus? After thinking about it for a few minutes, the man looked up with an inquisitive expression and asked, is he like Joe? Do others see Jesus in you? Sometimes we're the only Jesus anybody may ever get to see. That's a big responsibility. I spent the last two days talking to students and faculty and staff member and asking them this question. What are the characteristics that you see in other people where you can go, that person is a Christian? And the answers were amazing. And I listed them on your chapel handout. So the survey that I did, what does a Christian look like? What are the characteristics that define a Christian? And this is what our campus folks said. 
Christians are defined by being humble, serving others, and then a whole other level of service, and that's sacrificial service. Christians are intentional, disciplined. They have serving hearts. They genuinely love people. They are joyful. They are wise. They have a giving personality. They're honest. They're authentic. They're faithful. They're passionate. They're respectful. They're empathetic. Patient, peaceful, and kind. Joe's life was changed by the gospel. Joe's life was changed by the message of Jesus Christ. And he began to look like Jesus. Do we look like Jesus? How is the way that I, is the way that I'm living my life defining what Christian really means in Scripture? The question that we all have to ask if we are a Christian is, do I look like Jesus? If not, I need to change. If you need to change, God can help you change. You can't do it on your own. It's only with the power and the indwelling of Holy Spirit that you can do those things. But you have a lot of people here that would love to support you and help you. We are all sinners in need of a Savior. And during this Lenten season, we're headed toward the cross and we're also headed toward an empty tomb. And I pray that we who call ourselves Christians can begin to, in this post-Christian culture, begin to make it a Christian culture. Pray with me. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. And thank you for how your Holy Spirit convicts us and speaks truth into our lives and helps us to redefine what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Lord, the, the world will want to make it easier, to make it more comfortable, to make it more acceptable, to justify a lot of things. But your word is truth, and it is very clear. God, I pray for more Joes. I pray for more people that their lives completely change and they begin to follow You in every way and create new habits, new ways to talk, new ways to live, new ways to hope, new ways to be respectful, new ways to be patient, new ways to be kind, new ways to welcome other people and meet the needs of other people. God, it is all about the fruits of the Spirit. If we are a Christian, others should see that type of fruit in our lives. God, help us to be fruitful. Help us to look more like You. God, we pray all these things in the strong and powerful name of Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You all have a great week. Peace.
Welcome back to the Post uh, Chapel Podcast. Uh, my name is Zach. I'm with the Campus Ministries team here at Kentucky Wesleyan College. I'm excited because we have uh, two of our interns with us today. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Um, so starting with Kobe, uh, feel free to start. Hey, it's Kobe, and um, I'm pretty much a veteran here now because this is my second right. podcast. <laughs> um, and I am a creative arts intern here. Very nice. So uh, next one will be... Miss Maddie. Hi, I'm Maddie. Um, I am also a creative arts intern, so I get to work alongside Kobe. Um, this is my first time being on the podcast, so I'm excited to see where it goes. That's right. Um, I was a little nervous when I got uh, the text that both of y'all were being paired together. <laughs> Yo. Um, y'all are very uh, Nobody's ready for it. energetic, um, and I don't wake up till like at least 10 a.m., so. but um, I prayed a lot this morning, so I think we're good. Um, um, so anyway... Um, so if you've been with us uh, the past couple of weeks, we've been ultimately defining a lot of things that um, are with the Christian faith, whether it's defining Christ or defining worship or diversity. Um, and um, it's been kind of the theme, I guess, for chapel this semester. Um, and yesterday, uh, Sean Tomes, our director, um, who's unable to be with us today, uh, talked with us about defining um, Christian or what it means to be a Christian. Um, I think we can all come in with our thoughts um, or maybe preconceived notions of what a Christian actually is. And some of those are true, and some of them may not necessarily be um, lined up with Scripture. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, and I just would like to start out with um, um, what... I grew up in church, so I had kind of what a Christian um, may or may not be. Um, and even growing up in church, you still have these thoughts like that aren't necessarily accurate of what a Christian is. Um, so have you all ever like come up against something that's like, oh, this is what I thought a Christian was, and you look at Scripture, and it's like, oh, it's not exactly true. Any experience with that? I definitely, um, just with, I know, which I would say I've grown up in church. I've been in it since I was six, sixth grade. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and pretty, anytime the doors were open. So yeah. I definitely caught up. <laughs> but um, I would say when I was younger, um, and my church did a really good job of teaching after <laughs> after this, but I just kind of associated anyone that was good or had genuine good qualities about Mm -hmm. them as somebody that oh that's an intentional person they're a christian Mm -hmm. and so and obviously the more that um i got to know scripture i got to know that that wasn't necessarily not one is good even (laughs) and so um yeah yeah no um i know for me like i thought christians were basically doormats like they they Mm -hmm. would be walked on um by by the world um which we we are to we will be persecuted that's what scripture says but Mm -hmm. um like Paul, like he calls out other Christians, like in love, but like he doesn't allow other Christians to walk in in um, ways of disobedience uh, to God. Um, mm-hmm. And he he's sometimes bold about that, which I'm, I I would read. I'm like, man, Paul's a little like if I was reading this and he was re- writing it to me, I'd be a little my, my feelings would be a little hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, but Paul does that and doesn't love um, because he loves the person he's writing to. Um, so that's kind of a thought that like oh mm-hmm. Christians can't. Um, be stern and they can't um, call people to task other Christians to task which isn't mm-hmm. true and we're, call, we're instructed in scripture to do that but also do yeah. it in love so mm-hmm. um, any experience Maddie about maybe um, well I think I know for me like I didn't grow up in church like we started going when I was up about in fifth grade and before that it's easy to think that people are just good and they're mm-hmm. just good because they want to be and they do good things but it's so much more than that and I think that when I started going to church, that's whenever it fully, like, impacted me. And I know, 
I knew that there was so much more to life and that we can't really know love unless we know God's love. Mm-hmm. And so everything before that, then it's like, not that it was for nothing, but it was like I wasn't doing it with the right heart and the right heart posture because I didn't know the Lord. Sure. And so it's so much more like being a Christian is, which we know that it's so much more than good works, um, most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you ever like had the, the challenging, maybe someone's asked you, it's like, if you could define God in one word, what would mm-hmm. that be? And like you start thinking through like, what that would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so many things, yeah. Um, so one, it's impossible. And I don't even think it's healthy to do that. Because yeah. um, in the same way, like Christian, like sometimes you're like, oh, what is a Christian? You want to like describe it in one word. I mean, if we are, like you said, little Christ earlier. Like mm-hmm. we are to be like little versions of Christ. We're not Christ. We're not perfect like Christ, but we're supposed to like model mm-hmm. as much as we can um, in his power. But um, uh, have you like... I know, like, people say, like, God is this, or God is that, or God isn't this. Mm. Um, and sometimes, like, that can lead it, lead you down, like, uh, the train of thought that God can only be one or two things. But in reality, he's so much bigger. Um, mm. Any experience with that? Well, I think that we, like, nobody likes being put into a box. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially with Jesus, like, you can't put him into a box. Like, he's so many things outside of everything that we can't even fathom and imagine and I feel like whenever you have to try to define him in one word that's Mm -hmm. really hard for me because he makes us feel all kinds of things that's like you can't really describe it yeah yeah I get that um I know some people are like God is love that's true he is love (laughs) very very like he sent his son to die and that that is love but the fact that his son had to die that means that he's also just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sin requires, um, like someone had to experience his wrath, and that was his son, mm-hmm. which was out of love, but he's still just, and he's still holy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't know, that's been a struggle in my brain um, at times, knowing that, oh, God is, can be both of these two things that seem contradictory to each mm-hmm. other, but they're not, because God is, is, is God. Uh, but, I don't know, um, I've experienced struggle with that, um, reconciling that in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe, have you ever experienced kind of trying to like land both planes, I guess? I haven't actually had anyone ask me like in one word and I'm kind of glad they haven't because I would definitely be stumped because like just, I mean, through scripture, you're just like, okay, here's hundreds of names for God and like not one of them fits rightly. And so like, (laughs) I love that question because I I haven't never been asked that. And so if I did, and this is a, I love that because it's, it is impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's an unfair question too, because mm-hmm. to describe someone who's infinitely great and, mm-hmm. and all that things like give give that person one word. Well, I can't because you have infinite ways mm-hmm. you can describe that person. In the same way, like um, Christians aren't really supposed to be just, like defined in in one word. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you would say like, um, what are your when you're with maybe your friend, your Christian friends, like what are, what are some of the attributes that you see in them? Um, in their lives. Yeah, so I was one of the people that Sean asked the survey question to. Mm-hmm. And I said mine was sacrificial service. And I went on to tell him that I think that's something that I see, like, that's an attribute that I see because I struggle with it the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in other people, I tend to lean more into that because, like, I don't always lean into it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would definitely say that one. And I also said intentionality. Um, and I would agree that, like, I tend to be intentional, but not 
as much as some, when I see it in more people, especially mm. Maddie. <laughs> She's super intentional. And so, and like, that's one of the first things that like drew me to like getting to know her was because she was intentional and like really meant it. And mm. so, um, in getting to know her, you know, that's just something that the Lord has gifted her with. Mm. And, um, she has that desire because she is desiring to walk according to scripture. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Um, Maddie's over here blushing. But, um, so, uh, Maddie, any, uh, any attributes that just like, I know for me, I have a list of like attributes that are really important to me, mm-hmm. um, that yeah. Christ has and, and Christians, um, have as well. Um, but any attributes that just like stand out to you that impact you the most? Definitely to piggyback off of what Kobe said. Um, we think a lot alike and we both said how whenever you see someone and you know that they're serving because they're doing it, it's like second nature to them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times I feel like whenever we see things and like the things that we admire about other people, it of course is always good things. And the good things about other people, like that's God working through them. And like the Lord can work through us just in those same ways, like differently because we're all different and we can use those attributes in unique ways. Um, I think in like another big thing, like whenever you see someone and they genuinely love, because I feel like a lot of times in the world, people halfway do things, but Mm -hmm. you have those solid people that are going to go above and beyond because it's what we are called to do. And whenever you confess yourself as a Christian, like your life has to change and it has to look different Mm -hmm. or you're not doing it right. Right. And so many times we can dance around the idea of Christianity and not really grasp it and live it out as we should. Mm -hmm. And so definitely being intentional and not halfway loving or halfway doing anything we do. So whenever I see someone that does that and it comes natural to them, I know that it's, not them that's doing that good. Like, mm-hmm. it's the Lord. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Like, um, things that come natural. Um, one, sin comes natural to all of us mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's we are sinful. Uh, so when you see someone sinning, um, or if I'm saying, like, well, that's natural because that's me. That's wrong. Um, but when, like, I see other people, like like you said, doing things that are like, oh, that's not of their, like, nature. It's the nature of the Holy Spirit. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. it's awesome to see that. Um, and I know for me, seeing people be like, um, selfless, like to a point where you're like, there's no reason for you to be this selfless. Mm -hmm. Like, um, this has to be of Christ in you because I'm not very good at that. I'm not very Mm -hmm. good at being selfless. Um, so that's one for me where I'm like, I know Christ was selfless and perfect in that, Mm -hmm. um, to the point he went to the cross. Um, so when I see other people like exhibiting, um, that in their life, it's, uh, it means a lot to me, and especially when like people do that to me. Like I don't deserve any of, of what you're giving me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're just like, well, I'm doing it because like I'm compelled by the spirit in me to do it. I'm like, okay, well, uh, anyway, it's just it's hard for me to get behind that uh, because like I don't want to accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, that's just kind of a, an inward struggle of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy whenever we make ourselves vulnerable in the, like a good way as so like the Holy Spirit can work through us because mm-hmm. whenever we were reading in Acts, like it was trying to, it's defining Christian, a Christian within it. Mm-hmm. And the main part that I got out of it was, it says he was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And so it's like, if you have, 
you're a vessel for the Holy Spirit to come in, which he's always with you, mm-hmm. um, then that's going to bring about all the other good things, and it's going to lead you in the way that you have to go in. But it's a matter of us getting out of our own way and realizing that the Holy Spirit is constantly wanting to work through us, and that desire is always there. Yeah. But we have to be willing and understand whenever we have like thoughts like, oh, I need to work on this. Like That's definitely the Holy Spirit working through us. Mm-hmm. Like when we're admiring other things about people and like wanting to be better, like that's the Holy Spirit, like pulling out our hearts. And so I think that's always an encouragement um, because we're never apart from God and he always wants to use us in so many cool ways. No, absolutely. Um, I think also at times um, in our world, we can make being a Christian almost like having a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like um, um, whether you're like, oh, I'm whatever. I like, I don't know. Um, going to the gym. I don't. I'm just hypothetically speaking. Um, and that's like your lifestyle. You, mm-hmm. like, you, you like to exercise. You like to be fit. Um, and I think we can approach Christianity um, or being a Christian similar to just another like almost um, brick in our, our metaphorical mm-hmm. like... Yeah, like an like, add-on or something. Yeah, like a little add-on. Which scripture is clear. Like, mm-hmm. no, like you you literally die and you are like mm-hmm. rise again in Christ. You are a new creation is centered completely on the foundation of Christ. Um, have you all ever like bumped up against uh, maybe people or friends who like almost like lived like the Christian lifestyle, and, but um, it doesn't take long to see like, oh, this is just like an additive to their life. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they may go to church, they may come to chapel, but um, you don't see those attributes elsewhere. Maybe. Yeah. I um. I love that question too because that's a huge part of my testimony. Um, just in short, like I knew a lot about the Bible without actually knowing who God was. Um, and I didn't become a Christian until I was a sophomore in high school, but was declaring I was from like the seventh grade. And so, um, and I declared that because I knew in in the Bible it said that Jesus died for me, and I knew. Um, all these random facts. I was in Bible drill and I knew all these things, but didn't have a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. And so like that lines up so much with my life. Like I was at church anytime the doors were open. I was the kid that brought my Bible to school. Um, and <laughs> also was like put down for that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like um, my heart was gross and I, I was selfish and um, I was very like, I'm better than everyone, and that that was on display. Um, and I remember in like seventh or eighth grade, there was this sign on my science teacher's door, and it was really small because I went to public school, so he didn't want to get in trouble. And it said, um, "You may be the only Jesus that some people see." And so, and I love that because Sean mentioned that and brought it up at chapel too, and um, like that I think was really when I was probably eighth grade, and I was just starting to think like. Am I showing Jesus well? And I could answer that question as no. Yeah. Um, but continued like to put my Christianity on what I knew of God versus knowing God. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I know for me, um, I, I grew up in church since like age two. Um, I don't remember not being in church. Um, but I, I, I could recite, I could tell you the mm-hmm. things about the Bible. But um, I don't know, like um, in my young adult or high school time like I realized like oh when I'm confronted with contradictory beliefs Mm. I can't defend what I believe Mm -hmm. well other than saying that's what the pastor said which isn't Mm -hmm. really a great 
great thing to say. Um, so I just realized, like, I don't really remember when I became a Christian. I don't. Like, I believe, um, I like to call it gradient faith. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all know, like, Photoshop, like, the little gradient thing <laughs> yeah. that, that goes from, like, uh, if you have, like, your white and your black, and it just slowly fades into, like, the, the light. Yeah, you're talking to the right people. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Um, so that's how I, like, look at my faith. Like, I don't really remember when it began. I just know where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily give it one, like, oh, specific, like, oh, on whatever, mm-hmm. March 11th, 2000, or 19, whenever I was. Mm-hmm. I don't give it a specific date. Um, yeah. But I just know that Christ has grown me slowly um through the past 10 years or whatever in that um so i can relate a lot to that because i was living the lifestyle i was Mm -hmm. going to church being the youth kid playing in the band um all that good stuff um so um any experience with that maddie in in your walk i feel like as humans it's very easy to become complacent Mm -hmm. and because our lives are very very busy and it's easy to just go through the motions but like that's not how we're supposed to live in our life. And being a Christian, having that lifestyle, like you're not supposed to ever be bored mm-hmm. because of what you stand for and this love that you have and like that you have to share with the world and you have to be a disciple. And like there's no room for you to be bored and there's no room for you to be complacent because we always have to be growing. And I think our humanness is annoying sometimes mm-hmm. because we get stuck in like, here lately, like, I've been trying to, like, pick myself back up and screw my head back on straight because I feel like I've fallen into complacency. And, like, it's okay to admit that because if you don't admit it, then you're just going to keep living like that. Um, but I think it's definitely something how, like, we grow in every day and, like, I don't know if that answers your question, but... No, yeah, it does. Um, I think, like you said, we're, we're we're prone to be complacent. I know I am, Um we're not called to be complacent, mm-hmm. but that's a human tendency. Um, Christ doesn't call us to like sit down and sit on our hands. The gospel is act active, and He calls us to to be active with it. That doesn't mean we have to mm-hmm. we have to battle that. It's mm-hmm. not like every day you're gonna wake up and go share the gospel with ten people and I feel great. And like no, sometimes I get up out of bed. I'm like I don't want to do anything, mm-hmm. um, and um, I don't I don't see at times how the the gospel is active and I, don't, I get discouraged. And um, but. You, you have to you have to pray and like at least I do, and ask the Holy Spirit to like oh well, this is what I'm feeling. I know this isn't what you want me to be feeling. Mm-hmm. Help me through this. Um, so no, it's um, the Christian life is definitely um, it's a it's a life of activity. Um, and I think when you all said intentionality, like it's an intentional activity. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be intentional with that. Mm-hmm. That's a struggle, um, and it's supposed to be a struggle. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'm trying to remember um, my notes in my head now. Um, any other thoughts um, about uh, the chapel service? There's a lot that we could talk about, um, mm-hmm. about it, um, what it means to be a Christian, what it means for us. Um, like we, we'll, we will all have those core beliefs, but being a Christian, for me, uh, might look a little different for, like for Kobe or for Maddie. But ultimately, it, it just means following Christ. Yeah. And we'll all agree with that, but um, we all have different experience um, or walk different, uh, walk through different things in our life. Um, with that um, so any, anything else that um, comes to mind about what it means to be a follower of Christ for you I um, I lean into this a lot too in the sense that um, the verse that tells us to light in the Lord and he will give you the desires of mm-hmm. um, your heart and I think that 
for a Christian, like delighting in the Lord is the desires of your heart become the desires of God. And so mm-hmm. that's what that's what's being promised there to you is the desires of God. And we find that in passion for the Lord. And so and the things that you're passionate about are where you're gonna spend your most time. And mm-hmm. so like in middle school I was obsessed with Justin Bieber. Obsessed. I had all the t-shirts. I had all the posters. I talked about him. I listened to his music. Everyone knew Kobe Shrewsbury loved <laughs> Justin Bieber. And that was just, and I lived it. I mean, you could see it in the things that I bought and the things that I did and the things that I said and um, the quoting of the songs and him being my husband and all that <laughs> stuff. And so if we approached Christ in the same light of being so passionate that our life is consumed mm-hmm. by it, like, that is passion, that is delighting in the Lord, and that's what it means to be a Christian is looking like, I loved his story about Joe, and just mm-hmm. um, like to, to someone who didn't know Jesus, like Joe was a close second, and I loved that. Yeah. And it's definitely, I like, I like how you said, um, aligning with his plans and aligning with his heart, because like we are not our own. And I think a lot of times we try to, like, tweak ourselves to be like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. But if it's not aligned with the Lord, then it's not what we're supposed to do. Um, And I think it's that constant, like, daily check. Like, I loved going through the list and, like, when Sean listed out all of the things that Christians should be doing. And, like, I think being honest with ourselves and knowing what we need to grow in and the areas that we need to fix um, within ourselves. Because I think a lot of the times, like, I have a lot of dreams and I think I've talked to you about that and like how all of these things that I want to do, but if I'm not aligning them with, with what the Lord has planned for me, then where am I, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. What good, what good am I doing? Like that's my selfish dreams and my selfish desires, but like I can, and we can pinpoint, I think it's so easy. So I can like look at you and I can tell definitely like how the Lord has created you and the things that you're talented at. And like, those are definitely like desires that he's put in you because you're passionate about a bunch of things and like I think that we try to develop our own like selfish desires whenever like he has so many already placed in our heart we just have to be willing to lean into those and not our own Mm -hmm. Um, and I think just being a Christian is exciting because there's so much more to life and there's so much more love and like real love that's out there that we can't find in humans Mm -hmm. and like there's so much more life to be lived whenever you have that relationship with the Lord because it's exciting to see what he's going to do in your life Mm -hmm. because without it it's like okay well what am I living for but whenever you have that and you grasp that and you are intentional with growing that relationship and walking in line walking in a way that people know of life change like that's whenever you're doing it right and you're going to have more fulfillment and your joy is going to be grounded and you're not going to be shaken and it's just beautiful and it's exciting and I think it's just very important to keep ourselves in check and keep ourselves accountable and then help others around us um with their accountability um because like I said earlier it's easy to become complacent but if we do that then we're not showing the true Jesus that we know to be true and then then it gives people the wrong idea and they're like oh well that's confusing Mm -hmm. and the last thing I want to do is confuse someone on the Lord's love Hmm. that's a good point
Yeah. Um, you mentioned something that <clears throat> was a hard lesson for me. Um, our dreams may not be God's dreams. Mm-hmm. And, like, the world will tell you, like, follow your dreams. Like, well, my dream is to go and do this. And it's like, well, that may not be God's dream for you. Mm-hmm. Like, but I really want to do it. Well, it still may not be God's dream for you. It doesn't matter how much you want to do it. Um, I had plans after college uh, to go elsewhere and to, like, move. And it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm still here, sitting here. So... Uh, never left Kentucky Wesleyan. Um, so, and that's good. Like you said, that God slowly changes your desires to be His desires. Um, mm-hmm. If you are around Him, um, so that's that's hard at times for us. Um, but that's what it means to follow Christ. Um, that we we put aside, we we die to our our own desires, um, our own goals, perhaps, and we we make God's desires and and His goal, His ultimate goal of um, bringing forth His His kingdom in Christ. Mm-hmm. We make that our, our soul mm-hmm. responsibility, or our, not our responsibility, our soul desire. Um, and he gives us responsibilities um, that we um, are to be faithful for, faithful with. But um, but no, that's, um, that's really I love what both of you all said. Um, and um, it's a good reminder for us that when we are in Christ, we are not our own, mm-hmm. and we are his. And if mm-hmm. he wants us to do this or that, um, or whatever, like we are to do that, and he'll give us what we need. In order to do that. Yeah. Um, and the overall gift that he has given us to let the Holy Spirit come dwell in us, like that's something that we can't take for granted. Like that's incredible. And I think a lot of the times we brush over it, but that is incredible. Like that's yeah. just what it is. Sure. And so we have to be intentional and not take something like that for granted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so any other final thoughts? I know we're getting close on time, but... Um, anything y'all want to leave the people? Leave the people. Leave the people. That's <laughs> all she wrote. <laughs> oh, Panthers. Go Panthers, that's right. Um, women's, women's basketball made NCAA um, mm-hmm. tournament, so yay for them. But yeah, um, but we love doing this. We love having the, the discussion after, after um, chapel at, um, on every Wednesday. So uh, thank you for Kobe and Maddie for, for being a part and taking part mm-hmm. and, and talking with us. Um, we will definitely have Kobe back because she's a veteran. Maddie will be a veteran <laughs> again. Um, so Maddie's on her way to being a veteran. Ne- next time you get veteran status. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know what after the third time. Yeah. What is that? Just old maybe? I don't know. I think that's it. Okay. Superstar maybe? Yeah. Seasoned. Season. Uh, there we go. Seasoned. Professional. Um, anyway, regardless. Um, so does, do one of you want to pray us out before we say bye to the people? Sure. <laughs> okay. Go for it. <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity and thank you for um, the way that you love us and the way that you want to work in our life. Um, may our zeal never burn out and let us chase after you um, and let us walk in a way that is highlighting you and not ourselves. Um, and let us be intentional with the people around us so we can show your true light and your true love um, so they can come to know you as we know you. Um, Let us go out and love each other with your love um, and be lights. We love you. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Peace. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Hold this message in your heart and share it with others. And always remember, you are God's favorite creation. Catch you next week. Have a lovely day.